This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eighth Rate Radio Gamers Games Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got Sinidra, Aldino, and Rook. And joining us, we've got Susan Calloway. Welcome, Susan. So glad to have you back. Hello. Woo! It's so great Woo! to be back. Thanks for having me. I can't, I can't believe we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, it's been like six years right. since we've had you on. Really? Six ah. years. Yeah. Wow. I just I was looking at this the other day at, 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 while we were getting ready for the show, and it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe. I wasn't even a co-host then. <laughs> nope. I, I, I wasn't either, I don't believe. You weren't either? Oh my gosh. Well, we're very excited. Those two of us who haven't been able to ever interview, right. very excited to be here especially. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, so we are going to be talking with Susan today. Um, before we get into that, though, we do have just a few points of news that we want to mention. Uh, the Valentine's Day event, Final Fantasy XIV's uh, version of Valentine's Day, uh, is going to start up on February 8th and run uh, to February 21st. Uh, this year, you'll be able to get a uh, post Moogle Barding for your Chocobo uh, and a Valentine Mobile, kind of like the one that they had uh, for the holiday event. Um, the full uh, archive VOD of FanFest on YouTube is mm-hmm. going to be taken down, um, specifically the Welcome to Naoki's Room uh, section with actor Ryunusuke Kamiki. Um, I don't know why, but... It is. They're going to take the server they're saving that on and put it into the game. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's, it's probably some kind of contractual thing if it's it's if it's if uh, with an actor. I don't know. Uh, but uh, the individual segments from FanFest uh, will still be available on Twitch and Nico Nico. Um, and lastly here, Live Letter uh, 68 is coming up um, Friday, wow. February 18th at 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, they're going to be talking about... Uh, Newfound futures the next 10 years of Final Fantasy 14, um, as well as an Endwalker QA. Um, and if you have questions for that, you can submit them on the official forums. So there should be a lot of cool stuff. Obviously, then um, Saturday, February 19th, we'll be talking about the live letter. So yep. uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and with the news out of the way, we're going to go ahead here and uh, we're just going to chat with Susan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just had the Endwalker expansion pack um, release in early December um, that kind of wrapped up this this 10-year story arc for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and I want to say your journey with Final Fantasy, Susan, is, is just about as long, isn't it? A little over 10 years? <laughs> I am not sure. I, you know, it's got to be. Yeah, I guess it has been. Because you, you were know, I, you were doing Distant Worlds for a little bit before Answers was recorded, I think, if I remember that. I I was involved with Distant Worlds first, and I was working with Arnie because I was, you know, I was a singer songwriter. I did a lot of like recording session work and stuff, and that's how I met Arnie. Was I was there? I actually worked on um, this Barbie Rapunzel thing with him, which is kind of hilarious because I have like actually some eight year old girls also like me. In addition, like. <laughs> random Amazing. like a random, random has this spectrum um because i sang this barbie thing for this barbie you know those like cartoon mm-hmm. videos it was like called barbie yeah. rapunzel and i sang this song um for him and we kind of worked on some projects together and so there was some comfort you know and mutual mm-hmm. like that and then he started working i don't know his journey with final fantasy exactly how he got involved with that but he you know he does all kinds of uh orchestra arranging and things like that for all kinds of stuff. Um, and he, I know had started doing like 
some kind of thing with Square Enix. And then Distant Worlds was like, this is going to be this new concert tour. And we never, I think the thing that's really interesting about all this is I don't think anybody knew Distant Worlds was going to blow up like it did. Mm. And I started with him on that where we were just doing like, it was literally like this small theater and there was like an orchestra. It was still an orchestra, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, it's like a one-off. Like, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was like, I remember driving home even that night. I don't even think I stayed. Like, I, as soon as I was done performing, I had this big recording session the next morning and I was like, I got to get back. So I got this big recording session. I got to, anyway, but it's just because it was a job. It was just a job to me. But then after Distant World started getting really popular, Nobu starts coming to all the shows and he hears me sing. And then that's how, after he heard me sing, he really took a liking to my music and things like that. And um, that's how, how for, you know, they, and he was obviously just working, had just gotten asked to write, it just started Final Fantasy fourteen, and we're conceiving it. And then he was like, you know, I really want to work with you on this. And I was like, okay, cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can remember, because um, I, I used to live in the Chicago area. Um, so I remember, you know, they had, um, what was the first one? Dear Friends, I think, was one of the Final yes. Fantasy concerts. <laughs> that's, that that's the thing that, yeah, I think you're right. That's the thing I think Arnie did first before mm-hmm. Distant Worlds was born. Yeah, and, and that definitely yeah. felt kind of like a, like a one-off thing. And then they did Distant Worlds, and then they did another <laughs> one, and another one, and another one. And it just, it took off. Yeah, it's just, it's really incredible. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things you could never orchestrate something like this. It's like... Mm-hmm a huge blessing to me on multiple levels. So I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think yeah. even, even now they're going around right now. Um, and they're doing, um, the final fantasy seven remake concerts, I think right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's just always busy. <laughs> what was so funny is I actually, so we weren't in the Chicago area for those first ones, but I actually got to see you, um, at my first distant world concert, but the one right before the pandemic hit in Chicago, Oh, when it returned to Chicago. And I was so excited. Like I was hoping, I was hoping, I was like, I hope she sings answers. I hope she sings answers. I was telling my my husband, I was like, please, it's the only song. I mean, all the songs are so good, but I really hope, and you did. And it was so incredible. But the power of, I think, even seeing how this kind of thing has blown up to reach a gaming community or community that may not even have experience with concerts in these settings, you know? Uh, It's just incredible to see how Mm -hmm. it reaches people and how even this like bridge between classical and contemporary music and how people go into these settings and maybe sit down for their first concert ever. um, It was just so powerful to see. I've been in music for a long time, so I've you know, i been to a ton of them, but uh, it's amazing that you got to take this journey and that it's continued for so long. It really is. It really is. It's very, and it and it is. It's very. Um, I mean, there's so many cool things about it because obviously, it is. It bridges these different music styles. Because I mean, I I actually do have a classical background. I mean, I studied classical voice and classical piano for years and stuff. Um, but I've been always more of a pop rock singer. I mean, I was the lead singer of like a really jamming rock band for a long time here in Detroit, in my home home city, and and then from there went on did my own music and was just like, but it was still like, I've always had like bands and stuff like that. So doing this to like, with first you're like an orchestra, like first you're like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then like, but then after you hear it and it's just like, no, this is like really cool. This is really awesome. And it's so, it's very, um, it's very interesting how like great music is just great music, you know, and it doesn't matter. Uh, maybe the orchestration is different. Maybe sometimes it's a rock band, sometimes it's strings and, you know, brass and percussion you know it's like it doesn't really 
transfers to a lot of different things, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool, you know. Well, and, and even even then, with with your experiences with Final Fantasy, I remember. Um, I think it was the the fan fest in Frankfurt in Germany where you got to do uh, Oblivion. So that was more more mm-hmm. of a rock style instead of you know your your typical uh, orchestra stuff that you've been used to with Distant World. So I mean, even sure. now you get to you, you know still do a little bit of everything. Um, sure. Let's see. Um, no, that was really that was fun. That was really fun. I yeah, the <laughs> playing with the, the primals. I was a primal <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> no, it was cool. It was really no, it's, it really is, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, it honestly, you know, it'd be really fun for me. As much as I love all the music I've gotten to work on, I'd love to work on something that is more like a rock song or something mm-hmm. for fun. That would be really cool because it's actually something I do really well, and it's like you know what I mean. I haven't really done anything like that for the fans, so that would actually be kind of a fun, uh, you know. There are so many resettings and reimaginings, like the primals right. do, or all these other iterations of the songs. It would be incredible to hear you do something like that. I mean, oh, yes. it was funny. I was just talking to a few people recently who were even commenting about answers. And as we mm-hmm. talk more, I mean, obviously it has a whole new context as well at Endwalker. But mm-hmm. people that I know who like don't care about music, don't care about soundtracks, and we're talking about your work on answers, and they were saying. I love the sound of her voice because like, I love rock music and I love these different genres. And this song catches me because like that experience and that range that you have from the classical in some of those really difficult sections where, you know, your the range is ridiculous in that piece and you're knocking it out of the park with a, so such power. Um, And then those portions where you get to do a little bit more in that kind of rock style or really dig into the lyrics or the war lyrical section. I love seeing how you compare and contrast those and you can see that full range of your experience. Thank you. That's really sweet. Those are very sweet things to say. And I, you know, it, it was a very challenging song. Uh, it's not an easy song to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got a lot of moving parts to it. And I think that was probably the biggest challenge of it is really, and it's funny too, because one thing that's interesting about Nobu is that he, the way that he writes music is he's very, um, you know, he uses, he uses the full musical scale, you know, and his melodies and stuff, which are great because he's thinking more like an orchestrator because he's not a singer, he's an orchestrator. So as he's writing this and that's, that's as a singer who's had to work with so many different uh, composers through my career. And then I'm also a composer. It's always really interesting to hear how people um, can see music that are not singers because it's different. And what's challenging is they don't think about things like, well, she's going to have to breathe at some point or (laughs) (laughs) they have these melody lines. And it's like, like, I remember we ran into that problem with, I think it was a dragon song or revolutions. One of the, I forget which one, but one of the two, it was like, I remember calling Arnie and I was almost like sort of laughing about it because I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to breathe though. Like, cause this is like not a, like this phrase is so long and they just haven't really put that together. Like, well, no, she's going to have to breathe. And so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because you're like, this is so hard to execute. Like, like, cause then I'm like, how am I ever going to do this live? I mean, we can Pretty do a recording cause you can punch in and, you know, blend these together, yeah. but I'm like, this is going to be impossible. <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, it's, it, it's, can be challenging from that standpoint. But the thing is he has these beautiful melody ideas, but they're not so easy to sing. Like if you were maybe playing it on a violin, it might be one thing, but like to have to vocalize that or to, and then he's obviously it's got all these different pieces to it, you know. So um, I actually did a recording of answers on my own. I did a I had like a EP that I put out that I have like a few versions. In fact, one thing I'm thinking about is actually putting out another version because I'm working on 
kind of a piano-driven project right now where it's more unplugged piano and vocal, maybe a few embellishments here and there, but really just centers on me and the piano because that's my main instrument. And I I really love the piano version that I do of answers because it's to me it's like, I don't know, because, I, because I'm the artist that actually sings it, it's sort of like mm -hmm. my version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I really mm -hmm. like being able yeah. to contribute that. Not that the orchestral version isn't amazing, because it is. But I'm not an orchestra, so I've got to, you know, I play the piano. Right. What I what I work. <laughs> anyway, funny. I was actually um, going to ask you that because I, I remember the last time you came on, it was right after the version that you had done had come out, and I love that version so much. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting here talking about like possibly doing different versions, and I was like, I wonder if she would do it. I guess you are going to do another version. That's very exciting. <laughs> no, I'm, and I and you know, even though I like that version, I think. It'd be cool to do something that was a little bit simpler. I'd like to do one that really is just piano, like a really true piano vocal of that that could really live on its own. Um, we we got a little more crazy with like some of the other vocal textures and things like that, which is cool. I mean, I like I like the story of it. I mean, it's such a powerful story. It's a cool thing to me to mm -hmm. be able to tell it a few ways. And it yeah. seems like that song just keeps sort of resurfacing. Like we don't ever. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's fans that are sick of it, but I mean, no. <laughs> at the same time, it's sort of the song that sort of captures the whole thing, you know, somehow right. it captures Absolutely. the whole message of, of the game. So it's like, that's kind of a cool part of it, you know, so for, as a, as an artist, it's a kind of a cool idea to think, well, how can I reconceive this? And because to me, it is like this powerful thing with the orchestra, but then there's also like this side to me that there's almost a thinking about all of the destruction that happens in the, mm -hmm. in the game and like there's this new world and trying to give people hope and like it's very bittersweet you know it's like there's there's celebration but there's also loss and there's also and I like doing the idea of doing a piano vocal version is great because I think you can kind of go there a little more intimately that you maybe it's a little mm. harder to do when you've got this bombastic you know so it's sort of like yeah. a nice contrast because it's like yes it is that but it's also this you know yeah it yeah. really makes sense with the song because it's it's about different answers anyway you know everyone's different answer to this question of how do we keep going right so i think that it's just fitting that like the community has made a couple i mean there's a lot of places all over the place but to hear it from you you know with kind of your different understanding having you know kind of gone through this song in a different way than we have. Of course, we've heard it, and you say, some fans might be sick of it. I don't think that's true. Probably not. Probably <laughs> um, <laughs> not. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of amazing to hear your response, your answer. So well, I think people will be listening out for that. Yeah, and like you said, a piano setting is so much more intimate, right? And being able to linger in places you couldn't when you've got hundreds of other people that are all different facets of this massive epic right. scale composition, but being able to actually almost do it more in that sense of, I mean, yes, it's a solo. It's it's a piece that you're just singing from your heart or, or monologuing almost, you know, and being able to really work through that. I can't wait to hear it. That's going to be I amazing. know, I'm very mm -hmm. excited. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on that. You know, I've got, I, that's kind of one of my goals this year is I really, um, well, you know, one thing that's been interesting, not to change the subject here, but one thing that's interesting as an artist to be working in this environment and to be performing and doing all this traveling and meeting all these people from all over the world, you know, and it's, as an artist, you, I think one of the hardest things that you have to contend with is like, what are you? And I think, because I've, I do a lot of different things 
relatively well as far as like I can sing classical, I can sing rock, I can sing, you know, and then I write music and I don't even know what my music is. I guess it's sort of pop or something, but but you know, you it's hard to find out really where you fit or and then what should be the production that supports that? Like what's gonna be the thing that that really helps people hear your gift and, and helps people connect with your music. And that's very hard to know and to decide. And that's where a lot of artists really struggle because they're like, I don't know, should I do this, this? And, the, and you, you try on all these hats and you're always looking for that thing, you know, that's going to connect. And I think for me, one thing I appreciate so much about all of the fans is that you guys have all kind of shown me who I am. And that's a really beautiful because you can like, <clears throat> you can, you can, it gives you information that you can take and then you know like what you do. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's sort of where I'm at now. I've put out a few little things here and there, but I'm really ready to do like a bigger body of work and then be able to, you know, and share that with one and maybe put out a record and then have like, you know, I'll follow it up with like singles or something like that. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm excited about now is because I feel like I'm falling at that point. And I've been writing a bunch of music too. I have a bunch of new songs I've been writing and I think, I don't know, I, I almost feel like my music fits with this music somehow, you know? <laughs> and maybe that's just because of the journey I've been on with, with everyone, but uh, right. I don't know, we'll, we'll see what everybody says after it gets out, but um, but yeah, it's very, uh, it's been very, it's it's been a learning experience for me, you know, from that standpoint, really hearing, even just something simple, it's like, well, people just really want to hear your voice. It's like, well, if that's true, then you don't need a ton of production that distracts or muddies up the water you want to just let the voice be the voice you know and let it kind of just you want to make sure it's in you know you put it in the best light so that people are not distracted and they can really hear you sing you know so that's sort of anyway i'm done with my monologue of <laughs> <laughs> what i that's have fine. we wanted to hear the voice yes i'd <laughs> love exactly. to hear it you know, and we also, uh, we forgot to mention real quick too, if anybody in the chat has questions for Susan, um, go ahead and put them in the chat and, uh, we'll, we'll pick those out, uh, as we, as we go along here. Mm -hmm. Um, going back to, to answers again, real quick here with, with Endwalker, um, one of the really interesting things about this song is, you know, when it was originally written, it was for a, a very different game than what we have now, um, and for a very different story. <laughs> Um, than what we have now. Um, but they've found a way to constantly kind of reinvent the, the context of, of the lyrics for this. Um, you know, we have the, the end of an era uh, trailer that plays the video that plays during uh, the distant world's presentation uh, or during the, the performance. Um, and, and with Endwalker, we had this scene too, that kind of really just helps us oh. understand what the, <laughs> the, the meaning of, of it and we're like oh god yeah, yeah. That, that scene um so as, as somebody that's performed this song so much um do you have your own kind of interpretation of the lyrics like what is the the story of of this the song to you to me well to me it's a song it's almost like it's very observational because you can hear like you know, it's almost like observing that there's this huge, like, battle, you know, that's gone on, you know, for, you know, humankind or whatever. And it's like to be able to, like, I don't know, it's it's interesting because it, it is like, you know, I've been told by so many fans because I don't play Final Fantasy. I have, I have yet to, I've got stacks of the games in my corner office, but I just, and honestly, I would love to. It's just been the time. I just work so much and I <laughs> 
It's just the time that it's going to take to do it. But it would be a fun sidebar. I, I really should do that. And you guys can all teach me how to do it online or something. Mm -hmm. It would be very, I'm sure everyone would laugh. Um, but no, I, what it means to me is it's very, um, it's kind of observational, but then it's also like this voice that also comes in and gives hope, you know? So it's kind of like reminding everyone that, you know, war and all these like challenges and all of this, you know, brokenness, it definitely is there. Um, but we have a choice what we do with that, you know, it's like, we can use these things to, we can either overcome, you know, what's happened or we give in to evil. We let evil triumph. And I think that's such a, and I think what makes that story so powerful and probably why it resonates so emotionally with everyone is that that's life. It's not just final fantasy. I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole challenge of our lives. It's like, we, you know, we have these dreams, we have things we're trying to accomplish in our lives or whatever. And so many times there's unwelcome interruptions that happen, whether it's financial or spiritual or relational or whatever's happening. And, and that can be such a challenge um, to know, like, you know, I mean, it's like, it's easy to, to be, you know, a great person or to be this positive person when everything's going great, right? It's when it's, things are not going well, that we struggle because we, and we can really spin out, you know, all of a sudden we don't, we start questioning everything, you know, like we go through a bad breakup, a great example. I think that has such an impact on us. You know, we, we lose a relationship and then we're like, are doubting everything. It's like, we start feeling like, am I even valuable anymore? Or our self-esteem goes down or, or who, you know, what do I want to do? Or, you know, maybe I should, we question all of it, you know? And I think answers is, is a song that really, almost like somebody keeping us in those lanes of going, okay, I know all this has happened, but you know what? Like, it's going to be okay. And we can, we can do this, you know, don't freak out. Don't, you know, yes, all this stuff has happened, but it's going to be all right. And there's hope, you know, and there's, the ending, we don't know the ending yet, and we can we can make the ending something great, you know. And just because all this stuff has happened, doesn't mean that you know our fate is you know awful, you know. And I think that's for me, like what I think about with the song, and and you know, and that's what's funny, you guys, is that's actually a big part of just who I am as a person and my whole vibe, you know, is that I really want to inspire people and challenge them and, and things like that. So it's like, I am like the perfect person really <laughs> to be singing this message. Cause it's like, it's not like a big, like fake thing. It's like, wow, it's like actually fits her, fits her. It's kind of magical uh, connection that was made there. So maybe that's part of it. There's maybe a, something spiritually that's happening for everybody when they, you know, cause it's like, wow, it's like, she sort of is that person anyway. Right. So, you know, a lot of fans have, have felt, you know, that kind of, um, interpretation you know that that you know just keep going stay in your lane you know like well not quite stay in your lane but keep you know keep on the path um so it's it's great to hear that too and there's a lot of people who are hearing that for the first time those kind of messages of you know stick with it that kind of almost stoic you know keep keep going um but yeah there's a lot of people who have had that kind of philosophy that see it and just feel that i don't know that uh reaffirm that, that reaffirms their feelings of, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I am on the path. Um, so it, it's kind of really awesome to hear your take on it. I get emotional literally just hearing right. you talk about it. Like, because you can, you're right. You can hear the fact that you connect so strongly with the lyrics. And I, I truly believe that. I think there is a difference when somebody has just done that little bit extra where they have made that connection even as a performer mm -hmm. into a piece. You feel that heart. You feel that passion. Absolutely. 
And it's something that I think does resonate. And yes, just hearing you talk about it, I, I was sitting here like, oh my gosh, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> metaphor for life. Yeah, do I feel that on my dark days? I listen to that song. I mean, the first time I heard it in game, I mean, all of the work you've done for the game is phenomenal. But the first time I heard particularly this piece, I was just floored. And I listened to it again and I sobbed and I listened to it again and I sobbed. And we went into one of the fights where it is. And then I sobbed and we got Endwalker and I just sobbed. And it was, you know, <laughs> it's so it's so funny, especially in this recent expansion where I think that more personal spiritual element, like you were saying, mm -hmm. um, you know, we move beyond the idea of just a fantasy world with battles into something that's a much more intimate story. And this cutscene in particular, and all of these things in the game about the idea of even conquering our own doubts and fears and depression, just like you, you know, kind of mentioned uh, the things that pull at us in, emotionally in our lives. Um, so this song, I mean, the re the recontext of it, it constantly gets new contexts in a sense. And yet, like you said, I think it just encompasses everything so beautifully in its own, however you want to set it. It's incredible. We actually Wait, talked and you about, know, I, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. I want to hear what yours. I was just going to say, um, we, we talked about how often answers is used in this final uh, story arc expansion that we just got through and how even though we heard it about 5,000 times through the length of the whole thing, it did not get old. The whole time it's making us cry. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's, that's really, I love hearing that. You know, it makes me, you guys make me make this such a joy to be a part of this game because it's just, it's to think that I can be contributing something that's so positive to, and also encouraging people to just not only in their game, obviously to, you know, to, to, to con, and then to be successful as a gamer, but like also in your life, you know, because obviously these things are things that we take into our, our everyday life as well, you know, and I was just going to do a little sidebar though, you guys, this is really funny. I had no idea that Square Enix did not tell me that they were using this song in Endwalker, by the way. They did And I just got a text from them, like, I don't know, maybe a month ago from one of the Square Enix people that I work with. And he's like, hey, by the way, don't, don't do any, like, don't tell the spoiler of, and I'm like, it was from Satero, who's one of the guys that comes on the tour with us. And I'm like, Satero, I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, and I know because when Endwalker came out, I had all the fans were telling me like, oh, mm -hmm. no. <clears throat> but I, but he's like, don't make an announcement about it. Cause like, we don't want to ruin it for, cause they, Square Enix gets really like, they don't want everybody to, you know, right. Yeah, I just thought that was so funny. And I'm like, dude, you didn't even tell me what was going on. <laughs> like, I'm the last one to know all the time. <laughs> can't, I can't tell people oh, what I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you kept no this such a big me. secret. You didn't even tell me about it. And like I sang and another theme song and I didn't even know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, we have one question here uh, from Miki in the chat. Um, what was it like working with Nobuo and the Final Fantasy team? Um, and do you have a favorite day uh, working with Final Fantasy? That's a great question. Well, I love working with Nobu, and I, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again. I mean, one of the, my favorite things about working with him is that he really wanted me to put my Susan spin on stuff. Like, he wasn't like one of those super controlling writers who's like, sing it like this and do this. And just, he's like, you do it like, you know, you do it like Susan's song. Like, so, Susan sing it. And I'm like, okay, you know, are you sure about it? And he'd be like, no, you know, so that I really feel like, and I, maybe that's another reason why Answers turned out so special too, because it was really a collaboration. Like, I mean, I didn't write it, but I definitely added my interpretation, you know, because how you sing something is a huge decision. 
as an artist. You, you can sing. In fact, I always tell my, because I do a lot of artist coaching these days, and um, one of my students, I was just saying this this week, I'm like, you know, after you write the song and you go to record it, that's like one of the hardest steps because now you have to kind of figure out how to sing it because when you have your voice has a lot of textures, you know, you could either be, you know, rocking it out, you could be, maybe you're really small and you're coming in really close to the microphone. Like there's so many different ways to tell the story. So to have to decide those things is a big thing, you know, and because it really affects the whole end result and how it's going to make people feel. So that was great that he let me do that. And the other thing I liked, the, my, probably my, the funniest experience is when we cut all this stuff at Arnie's studio in Chicago. So we'd have at least a little bit of like in-person re recording, even though, I mean, I could have done it just here in my studio because I have a studio in my house. Um, but I went in person and what was funny is they, um, all the square people were there. And of course they all speak Japanese very, you know, I think there's like one, you know, like maybe one of the group speaks English you know, and they're, so we're doing this live recording session and, and I'm singing stuff and we're listening to them. Like, this is just funny. Okay. So we're listening to them, <laughs> you know, cause we're doing this via Skype or whatever. We're listening to them, listen to it. And they're all talking in Japanese. So it's just like, Oh, that's what I like, Susan. Susan. So, you know, they're talking about you. You're like, okay, what are they saying? You know, I hate it. It's terrible. Like who knows what they're saying, but it's just, it was so funny to like hear, like what a bizarre experience. Like they're in Japan and I'm in Chicago and they're like, you know, we're recording this thing. And like, it's just, it was just a funny, like it's one of those moments you go, my life is so strange. Who would even believe it? <laughs> like here I am, you know, no, we like that one. You do another one. Okay. Or try this section, you know, and they have like suggestions and stuff. So they're like trying to work with them in a session was just charming and very, it was, I mean, it was good, but it was just, it was really funny to me. Because it's just like how random, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Because like, you just think in the story of your life, you're like, this is such an unusual experience. How did I get here? <laughs> right. Exactly. Here I am. There's Japanese people analyzing my singing. Can't understand the word. It's just funny. It was funny. But it was great. And Nabu's really easy to work with and he's really easygoing. And, and he's just, a, the thing about Nabu also is he's just a really good guy. He really is. He's a really sweet, sweet man. He's very kind and he's very gentle and he's very, very funny. Very, very funny. I mean, he's silly and just, and very emotional. I mean, there was a time um, recently, I'll, I'll end with, I'll end my comment about Nuu after this, because this is actually kind of a really touching thing too. We were at, um, it was in, I was in Tokyo doing, they did some Final Fantasy 14 concerts also with the orchestra, which that never hasn't turned into a tour at this point, but I mean, we did a few of those and um, I was in Tokyo and he was on stage and like they had him come up and say a few words and stuff. And he, and I don't know what he said, but he was like, he actually got emotional about like me working with him. And I still to this day don't know completely what he said because oh. I don't speak Japanese, <laughs> which is really refreshing, but it just shows like his, he's just got this tender heart, you know, and like he's really an artist and he's, and I just appreciate that, you know, because not everyone you work with uh, treats you like that or recognizes your gift or feels like they even connect with you. And I feel like Naboo and I definitely have this musical connection that's really special. And that's, um, I'm really honored for that because I think he's just incredible. And what an honor uh, that he, you know, decided to sing, you know, his music. So it's really, it was really cool. So yeah, but those are like my high point memories was like listening to him like, talk about 
stage and then like just you know and then working on the session was it's really funny i've 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 kind of interacted with him a a couple times um during like autograph sessions for for some of the concerts and i can remember what did i get signed i had a, a a music box um and you know i put it on the table and he goes oh for me and i'm like I mean, you can wind, he like he was winding it up and everything. I'm like, well, I would like it back. <laughs> you um, wanted him to sign it, right? Yeah, I wanted him to <laughs> yeah. sign it, and then I I had also given given him the uh, the big collector's edition box for 14 mm. that came out, and he hadn't seen one yet at that point because it was pretty close after it had had just released, and so he's like opening the box, like Hell checking yeah. it out. He's like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, he just he just seems like such a great guy. <laughs> I feel like if Nobuo looked me in the eye and said, is this for me? I'd be like, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's yours. <laughs> it's yours now. You, you have it. It makes you, it doesn't, are you happy? You can have it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so sweet though. It's I my firstborn child, but sure. Here's yeah, that's you right. can have it. Well, this, this was a gift them. from my wife, but if you want it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody on the internet has to find footage of that concert now and translate the yes. Japanese for Susan so that you know yes. what was said. I know. So it's one of those things I forgot about it, but I like I really would like to know. I mean, I'm you know I just, but I mean it's almost like I knew I didn't know, but I knew because it was like mm-hmm. just his vibe. I could tell. Um, I think I remember asking, "Oh, well, he said he really liked your singing." You know, I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. No, it's awesome. They're, they're the Japanese culture is really really interesting. And, uh, I know there's a lot of fans that have been to Japan. You know, I, I I'm, I'm amazed. Many have like been to Tokyo and just things like that, which is, you know, it's an amazing, what an amazing culture. It was very, uh, it wasn't an easy thing to get used to like going there, you know. I've been there a few times at this point and it's, you know, I hope I get to go. It's really, it's an incredible experience, you know. But what a cool you know, talking, talking about that, I'm almost hesitant to ask this question a little bit. It's like, it's like, wh- which of your children is your favorite? Do you have uh, a favorite place that you like to perform <laughs> at or, or travel to? I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm always wanting to like see the concerts in the United States do well, just cause I'm still, you know, American and it's nice to see that. But I mean, they, I love going to Europe. I mean, Europe's just, I, I've really developed a deep appreciation for, I mean, London and Paris and all those, you know, are just incredible. I mean, all, you know, Vienna, Germany, I mean, it's all awesome, but I mean, my favorite place to play is definitely the Royal Albert Hall. I mean, that was just incredible. What an incredible experience. I mean, just because it's so iconic and, you know, and that was, that's just like one of those things as an artist, you just, you know, you hope when you get to play there, you know, so that was pretty amazing. So I'm very honored that I got to do that. Um, But I I mean, I love Europe a great deal. It's just, it's just such a creative, inspiring place. It's one of those places that you come home and you're just like, you want to write music and, and just, I don't know. It's creative it's not uh i don't know i love it and the history and all that you know so i mean i think that probably is maybe my favorite but i mean i like japan a lot too japan is um it's a little harder physically just because it's so far you know and it's so it's harder you know i mean you have to like there's recovery and things like that and it's harder to find like food that you maybe want or st- and stuff like that they're not it's in- their culture is interesting because even though they have they have great restaurants and stuff and there's certainly sushi everywhere. And I love sushi, but it's like, there's definitely fish oriented, you know, like it's very fishy. <laughs> like even if you get a salad, there's fish in there somewhere. And it's funny. It's just, it's one of those, 
it's it's after like a couple weeks you're like okay i think i just want like a pizza or something <laughs> so, i mean that was for me a little bit challenging because i'm such a foodie and i cook and stuff so mm. it was like a little bit challenging because i couldn't it's like you can't like just go and find stuff like at home it's and just, even then they, their their version of pizza is very different than our version of pizza right. and they they put it's mayonnaise on everything but it's a slightly different type of mayonnaise there's so it's many very, very little things <laughs> no a whole nother thing going on and it's almost like you know what's it's funny too is that one thing that i think about their culture that's interesting is they don't put the emphasis on food that we do i mean they're we're like such a like let's go out to this fabulous restaurant and we're like we're gonna eat really good and like i don't think i think for a lot of japanese people it's more like they eat out of necessity and nutrition but they're not like so like let's go tie on the feed bag at Dunnigan's. like they're just not <laughs> they just i just don't they do that so much and they're because their portions are smaller they're not I mean, it's actually healthier i mean even in europe there's more of a celebration of food is like this it means something more like we go and meet friends and we celebrate over food and things like that i don't mm -hmm. and i don't know i could be totally wrong about this you guys can totally correct me but my impression is that it's not such an event i mean not that they don't share meals together because we did we always went out and stuff when i was there but it was it's not the same um the same weight, you know, and I think that's maybe why it's just simpler. Like there's not as much and they're not, there's not all as many choices and, and things like right. that. It's just not because people just aren't like, there's a little bit less deep frying Oreos. And <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just, you know, but then they've got going like, all out. But you know, what's hilarious when I was there at the inner, the, we did this show at the Tokyo international forum and I was with Seitaro with the, gentleman I spoke of earlier who's like he works in their publishing department he comes mm -hmm. to all the shows so we've gotten to be good friends and we're um in it was in between shows and I was like so hungry I'm like I go sit here we gotta like I need some food food like I don't want the stuff in the room you know and so there was like this in and out burger that they just put <laughs> in there or not in it was it in and out burger what's that one um I don't know I might be I think people, it may, is it mm. I don't remember the name of it but there's there's this other there's this new burger place it's actually new to the bar area here too and there was like a line like around the building. <laughs> so apparently they do like, so like uh, it's unfortunate America's bringing like our bad habits over to Japan and fast food. That was just kind of funny because he's like, oh no, we love that. I'm like, because I'm like, is that just like a burger place, right? And he's like, um, anyway, but I guess yeah. they have great milkshakes and stuff. Maybe it's not mm. in bug me now. Whataburger? Whataburger's the other one that I can think of. Whataburger. Sonic? Yeah. <laughs> Sonic. Maybe it was Sonic like Jack the in the Box. Steak and Shake. <laughs> uh, I think Steak and Shakes oh, are, yeah, are no, it gone. Was. It wasn't. It, it was something Shake. It was Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Thank you. That's you what it was. They had just put a Shake Shack in Tokyo, and I had, I still haven't even been to one. But it was just funny because I was like, you know, there it was, and it was like this long line, so I didn't have time because mm -hmm. I had to get back on stage like to do a show. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome though. They're just, you know, it's a beautiful culture. I love, you know, love spending time there. It's a beautiful place too. It's very, um, very humid, which I really liked actually because it's like really good for my voice. You know, it's like very yeah, humid yeah. And like. So no, it was awesome. Um, pulling another question from the chat here from uh, Inox Gaming. Uh, what composers do you draw inspiration from? That's a really good question. Mm, you mean for as a performer or as a, well, I mean, imagining they mean this as like as a songwriter, like a performer. I mean, I like listening to a lot of different kinds of music. I mean, I still listen to classical sometimes, you know. 
I listen to um, a lot of world music because I like to listen to things that are just completely different than what I do, which I find really inspiring. But I really like great songwriting. Like even in the last couple of years, I think one of my favorite songwriters is probably Ed Sheeran. I think he's just an incredible mm. writer. Just I love his records. I love the whole. It just he's got a sense of communicating something that is so common and simple, but in this really profound way that like touches you that you're like, oh my goodness, I never thought of it that way. And that's so right on. Like, I love that about him. And so that's very inspiring. I also really love Florence and the Machine. Um, oh, yeah. I love her whole vibe. I love, I don't know if you guys saw that movie series she did. They, um, they call it, it was like a, a video, a series of these music videos that she did that was just, um, talking about called something yeah. yeah i haven't seen it all but i yeah i know what you're talking about called like something and i the odyssey that's what it's called um it's that that's really incredible that's really inspiring to me because like what an interesting idea of taking your songs and connecting them into a movie and that's basically mm. what she did and so there's a story that connects her through all these songs and i just i'm actually working on a, a video project that is not that but it's i don't want to say anything too much yet mm -hmm. but i I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really creative and interesting because um, I love the idea of telling a story. My, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do is tell a story of my music. So she's a big inspiration. Um, probably two of the biggest that I could think of. I mean, I love all, a lot of the good music that's out. I mean, Adele's amazing. You know, what an amazing mm. artist. I love that she just keeps the production so classic and simple, the piano and the voice, which is very inspiring to me because it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, we've, we've heard it before, but sometimes that's just what it is and it works the best, you know? And if it's a great song, you don't need all the bells and whistles, so maybe so much, you know? So anyway, but that's, you know, that's really inspiring to me. You know, I love U2. They've, they've always been one of my favorite bands. I love Coldplay, love Coldplay. Mm -hmm. I think they're so inspiring to me. And they have such a good vibe. Um, I love... You know, the artists that really touch me the most are the ones that not only have great songs and musics, but they they really care about the message of what they're about. And they're, they walk their talk. They don't just on stage. Mm -hmm. They actually have a lifestyle of trying to help other people or create a community that is really genuine and uplifting, which I really care about doing. And that's one of the reasons I started my private fan club, which is currently on Patreon, but I'm going to be moving. And I'm working on a brand new website with, like, it's going to have a new platform for the fan club, which I'm super excited about because I think it's going to be way cooler and it's going to have way more options for people. So stay tuned for that. should be done the end of this month, but I still have people right. joining though all the time. So you can still join on Patreon. We're just going to, we'll transfer everyone over. Awesome. Changing planes. That's what awesome. I'm making it. You know, you change planes in the airport, you know, this is like changing planes. You just backpack and you go to the, you know. <laughs> That's what's just gonna hope happen. You don't have a delay on the first one, and you'll be totally fine. <laughs> it will give you a sandwich on the way. <laughs> what That's airports are you to going to? <laughs> <laughs> I know. The airport uh, in Paris. You never know if you'll leave because they're constantly on strike. Maybe at home. Maybe you won't. <laughs> I thought that was going a very different direction. Oh no. Yeah, me too. Ooh. <laughs> funny <laughs> um so over the last couple of years um with the pandemic um a lot of in-person events have kind of slowed down or stopped um what have you been doing 
over the <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing uh, over the last couple of years? Um, you know, projects you've been working on. Um, you, you know, you have your Patreon, you have your podcast. Well, I mean, that's you know that's been that's been what I've been working on. You know what it's you know what it's done for me, you guys. It's the the pandemic was a great example. What it well, well this is what it did for me as an artist. It made me realize even though we were all trapped at home. It also made me realize the power of the internet. And that sounds like so cliche because it's like, duh, you know, we've all been using it for a while now. But it really, there's so much potential there that I think we underestimate. And I love doing in-person con concerts. I can't wait to do more. I'm, I'm sure at some point I'll be, you know, I think they're, you know, I don't know what's happening or what the plan is, but I'm, I'm hoping at some point I'll be invited back to do more Distant Worlds. Um, and there'll be more, you know, Final Fantasy events with Square Enix and things like that. Um, but, it, it, you know, I'd love to start doing my own touring, perhaps, you know. I mean, I I love playing. I love playing Unplugged with guitar and piano. I think that that could be a really cool way to tour. And I think, you know, something I'm thinking about. But I, as far as, like, how I interpret this is it's really made me want to dig in and really build my online community more. I think I, it's always kind of been there because, obviously, Final Fantasy is an online game. But I've, I haven't, I don't know, I would be, like, you know, I'd post once in a while and I just, you know, it was just hard to maintain, but now I've really been digging in and going, you know, I like to build a community around this music, you know, and something that is from my perspective as an artist and make it about, you know, Final Fantasy music to some degree, but then also be able to share my music and also share who I am as a person and create a community where there can be support and friendships and things like that for people who are maybe wanting that. And I know there's already like a very viable Final Fantasy community around, you know, there's so many Discord channels and Switch channels and things like that, just little offshoot groups of people from this community because there's obviously there's millions of Final Fantasy 14 players. So I'm just, and I totally, that's awesome. And I'm just trying to kind of build mine and for the people especially that are interested in music um, or in the music part of it, I mean, that's kind of the emphasis on my community. So I did that by creating a fan club where you get my music for free and we have all these live chats and streams we have like a whatsapp community where we text each other all the time which is awesome so it's very personal it's a lot of personal interaction with me um and i and i basically try to just make you know make them they get a lot of free stuff from me um whether it's an event or and i've been interviewing people i've been bringing uh video game uh celebrities on and interviewing them like we did beth walker a couple weeks ago or beth ann walker if you guys know oh. who she is yeah and, uh, she a doll so we've become friends now but she came on and did this live chat for them and um like to hang out with her and talk and answer questions so i mean it's really just creating fun events for people and then also part of it is obviously my music and, and sharing what i'm doing um and i'm going to be expounding that you know we've got a few new things that are new surprises for the new fan club that i will announce <laughs> very soon they're still kind of being developed but so i'm doing that and as you mentioned um a podcast i started a podcast because i put out this single called favorite my it's called favorite scar and I, I thought oh it'd be cool to do like a live chat for a couple weeks and talk about like what's your scar story like because we all have like scars and stuff that we've you know gone through and we're trying to overcome and um it kind of turned into this thing where I was getting so many people coming out I'm like you know maybe this is like a podcast and then I started thinking deeper about it and I'm like this would actually be a cool podcast so that's kind of how the podcast started and that's that's on a little bit of a hiatus it is going to start up again soon um, to do all this at one time <laughs> So right now I'm trying to like get the website done, get the new fan club in place. 
And additionally, another thing that I'm creating, I'll just share, is I'm working on a Susan Boutique, a Susan online store. And it's going to have really cool merch. It's going to have some Final Fantasy inspired merch. Obviously, I don't sell Square Enix merch, so just to be clear. But I've got like a few artists that have created some anime stuff like Susan anime images, and we're going to have that like available on different you know, your an iPhone case or, you know, a water bottle and things like that. And then I also want to partner with other organizations that are using uh, their platform to benefit people who can really, who can really need it. For example, there's a store that I'm going to be networking with called New Way Imports. And they basically, um, they're basically a company that started in, they're, they are based in Michigan, ironically, but they have like a company in India where basically they are rescuing women and girls from human trafficking and they're treating, treating, teaching them all this, like how to, um, how to create all this really cool stuff. And the thing is, is all of the artwork and the stuff that they're creating, it's like super cool stuff. It looks like pure one blew up, you know, like it's got like, like really cool, like bags and like, just like these little arty, like purses and like cool leather stuff like a leather journal or really cool funky jewelry like something like this would be there like something you know so it's all stuff that you would be like oh this is really cool like anyways even though if even if I didn't know about the cause behind it and the, who the women were that were making this and like if you spend a hundred dollars on their merchandise you rest, basically rescue a woman for human trafficking for a whole year like that saves her for a whole year isn't that amazing so like how awesome is that to like have a story that's like you can you know like come here to buy friend your gifts for your friends because look at what we, we can accomplish yeah. you know what i mean so i think that's really cool so i'm going to make my store about that it's going to be called the good soul tree and it's all about that kind of vibe you know but then my music will be there too and some other stuff so <laughs> awesome very cool very very long answer about what <laughs> i've been working on. tell my brain has been like <laughs> working <laughs> That's like yeah, much have- more productive than, than my last couple of years. It's like I've started building Legos again because I'm an adult. And that's 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 my my coping mechanism is. <laughs> I love that you are, I mean, just so one enthusiastic to connect with all the communities that have been touched by your music and to share yourself and everything that you do even beyond Final Fantasy. Um, and then to even turn that into a greater cause, a bigger um, you know, effort that you can help support and bring notice to. That's just amazing. Um, you can see all those layers of who you are as a person, even all of the people that we've had come by and chat who are so excited to be a part of your fan club and just so, so, so happy, um, not only for your music, but also just for your influence in their life. That's incredible just to see that good you're doing out in the world. Well, I, that's such a sweet thing to say. And I just, I hope so. I mean, I'm very like, you know, I have such a strong faith and that is something that so centers my whole life, you know, my, my faith and my relationship with God. And that's like something that just, that's, that's so much more important to me than like, like making a difference, helping other people really discover their purpose and their passion and their dreams. And like, because so much of us, so many times there are people in life that they might be just an inch away. Like if they just had the nudge in the right direction, they could just be like a world changer. And I feel like if we looked at our world this way, what a better place it would be because instead of, competing and criticizing and stepping on each other we would be actually inspiring each other and helping each other and and like how much better would that i mean that's to me that's is the answer to what's happening in our world it's you know we've gotten especially with all the crazy social stuff that's happening right now it's like we've gotten so um everybody 
angry and 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 you see so many people using social media and especially during the pandemic to to just fight and you know one up each other and like look for the you know let's find our differences and, and just knock each other around and it's like look we're, we're never going to say things eye to eye because we're just different but there's a beauty in our differences and if we can listen to each other and help each other I mean, I'm better because of you, you're better because of me. And it's like, we're made to work as a community together. And that is such a true principle, no matter what you believe, you know, and it's, it really is. And I think the more you can create that and provide an environment, I mean, that's really the big thing with my fan club, you guys, is I really want to provide an environment where people can grow and people can not only build friendships and connect, but feel like they have a place where they can share. If they're struggling, they know that they can talk to me, they can talk to someone else in the community or we can help them discover, you know, their purpose, you know, together by just our friendships and our hangouts and, and some other I'm going to be offering. So that's sort of, you know, yeah. Uh, and uh, during the pandemic, you know, 14 has kind of just exploded in, in population. So many people want to play more. And that's something that people coming into the game really say the community right? That's always the meme, right? The The community is so great. They're so welcoming. But it's just everything about this game from music to the attitudes of the people who are making it to the attitudes that then come through of the people who are playing it. It just, I don't know, there's this positivity that you just really don't see anywhere else. So it's just funny that it just came up yeah, as we're talking. Well, I mean, it even the game itself, through. it reinforces yeah. those messages. The music mm -hmm. in the game, the... I really believe that like if you create an environment and everyone together sets that tone as being the precedent, right? This is what we expect from this space together. And we all work, like you were saying, hand in hand mm -hmm. to maintain this kind of communication and community, then that's what matters. And we see that even branching out into things like content creation. And um, just like you said, Susan, now more than ever, the power of platforms like the internet or digital spaces to connect people, even when many other factors in real life are keeping us apart is something that I think is just more and more starting to come to people's attention. And mm -hmm. even in digital spaces like MMOs or, you know, in fan clubs or in groups or on Twitch, it's incredible to just see how people are able to reach out and bridge those gaps and make something stronger for it and, and to lift each other up. Great. I agree. And I appreciate you guys recognizing that and, you know, being such a what I'm trying to do, I, I, it means so much to me. And I, and I hope I can do the same because obviously you guys are trying to do that with your channel. So, you know, it's awesome. And I appreciate all the fans. I can't see you guys, but I know there's a lot of people listening right now. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in today to just hang out with us. And, you know, I hope you know how we can help. You know, that's what we're here for is just to inspire you guys, you know. And I know you guys believe that and you're with your channel too. So thank you for, you know, for having me come hang out and stuff. So it's very cool. Very, very cool. No, no, like we said earlier, oh. thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. I know I gave such long answers, guys, so you're probably afraid of me. That's okay. I was actually sitting here thinking, these answers are so in-depth and wonderful. You you sometimes bring people on and they, they give you a good answer, but it's very like succinct. And it's like, no, this is a this is a podcast where we talk to each other and I'm loving your answers. So don't feel bad. The communication. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's cool. Well, no, and I and I appreciate anyone too. Like, if anyone wants to find out any more, I mean, I I haven't been doing my newsletter lately because we're doing the, we're going to be revamping it because I started getting really like a lot of spam signups and things like that. So, um, if you're interested, I, it's okay if I say this. 
like, can I tell people to like sign up? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys are interested, just DM me and we were, we'll sign you up on, you know, you'll get on my newsletter so you can hear about all the, all the new things that are going to be coming out really soon. So it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I'm very excited about it. It's always, it's always nice getting like a a new website and getting like a, like a fresh layer of paint on things. I know. We've, we've had my- that with a few of us, I think, in here recently too. Our website, recently, Rook's yeah. web, you know, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, it's yeah, well. You know, what's been tricky is I really want this site to be um, self-contained, you know. And I'm doing so many different things, and I, you know, I'm going to have a section for the podcast, and we have a section for the fan club, and then, and also, and I, you know, one thing I should kind of quickly mention too is for anyone who's listening who maybe is a musician or a singer or a songwriter. You know, one thing I did, another thing I did during the pandemic, in addition to all of my social media busyness. Um, I also started doing a lot of artist coaching and that's not something I, I mean, I've done, I have, I mean, I used to teach piano. I used to teach voice when I was, you know, first got out of college. Um, but obviously with my busy touring schedule and things like that, I kind of put that on back burner because I didn't have time for everything. But now that I'm not touring at this moment, obviously, um, I started doing some artist coaching again and I've kind of developed this really cool platform that really helps artists, I think, find their voice and helps them polish their songs. It helps them. You know, I teach everything from, you know, vocal technique and just a traditional kind of vocal lesson to songwriting coaching, to performance coaching. And I take you through all the different things that I've learned in my journey. I used to um, get a lot of coaching from a woman who was uh, in charge, who was like the vice president of Warner Chapel Publishing. And, and so that was like a big influence on my songwriting. And so that's something I am really excited about, too, because I've had a lot of fans that reach out and go, hey, do you teach or what? how does that work? So that's going to be I'm going to have some different coaching opportunities and stuff, which I actually am doing now. But we're going to have it all, you know, all beautifully presented on the website so you can see the packages. <laughs> um, but most of it's like a subscription, like you do a monthly kind of thing where we, you know, we meet every week, you know, or you can do like twice a month or something. But that can be something if you're interested in really getting your career together. This is a great time to do it during the pandemic because you know we all are still sort of right getting getting our getting our thing together. You know because things are still kind of touch and go out there. And, and again, mm-hmm. you know if you're an artist that wants to kind of hone your craft, coaching can be incredibly helpful and can be a definitely a big game changer. So yeah. I mean, just don't mind that. me just writing it down taking a little note over here <laughs> for sure and i love it i get to pass i have such a you know there's very few uh artist coaches or vocal coaches or even songwriting coaches that actually have had the career i've had so far mm-hmm. and and i don't mean that in any kind of arrogant way i just mean you know, it's really there's something i think special about being able to learn from someone who's actually doing what you want to do Absolutely. Yeah. Someone that has just been to school for something and they haven't actually done it. Do you know what I mean? And so that's kind of, that's something I think that's helpful because I really understand nuances and you know what I mean? And it's hard to find. Yes. And that's, you know, and that's kind of, so been, I think helpful to my students. This was a question that we had um, even about your mentor sessions because uh, we were really excited to hear about them. So if people do want to get connected with you for mentorship, uh, where do they start with that? Uh, you know, what, what do you kind of expect from people who might be curious or how can they get in contact with you about that? Well, you can just email me. That's the easiest way. Or you can DM me on any of my social sites. I mean, my email is super easy. It's listed everywhere. So I might as well just tell you it's Susan at Susan Can't get easier than that. <laughs> so just send me an email and I offer, I do offer free consultations. So if somebody really is like wanting to go, well, what is this? And Cause I mean, I custom my coaching 
platform, even though I have like general things I do, I definitely customize it for each student because it depends on what they're wanting to do and what they're wanting to learn. You know, um, I even have students that want to learn about production. How do I do, you know, and so that becomes a thing and I'll give them assignments each week and this is what we're doing. And so, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. So yeah, I'd be happy to talk to anybody who's interested. I do have a few more openings. I'm getting full because I've got a lot of people have come forward, which is wonderful. Appreciate that. Um, but I, I'm getting full. So if you're interested, definitely reach out sooner than later. But yeah, it's, it's, I love coaching because it's to connect and, you know, inspire artists. So we need more artists. Something about those who walk before lead those who walk after. <laughs> oh, incredible. Something like oh, that. that. See, that was like a premonition. <laughs> I didn't even know it. Yeah. Shining is the land's light of justice. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, you know, I'm always happy to talk to anybody. I mean, I, you know, I mean, one of the things I appreciate is the fans have, have been so open to reach out to me and even share like their problems and struggles and things like that. And that's what I like about the podcast. Cause that was kind of, a, you know, place where fans could talk about stuff and, you know, it really shows me where everybody's at and lets me create things that will care and help everyone, you know, because the more I understand where people are, because I always, you know, I always think, feel like as an artist, it's so important to to really listen to what people are wanting, not just, well, this is what I'm making and here you go. Like, I mean, we all want to be creative and we want to share something we've made, but it, to me, good art is like kind of a communication. It's a, it's a communicating, but then it's also responding, you know, it's like you're responding, but I'm also responding to you. And that's, that's when art gets cool because then it's like we're kind of creating it together because you're kind of inspiring me to create what I'm creating, you know? So, yeah. Definitely. Journey. I'm really into the uh, the idea of the podcast because uh, it, it works really well on two fronts, I think. You have the front where someone who is communicating with you, their struggle, gets to finally get that out there and they get the, the feedback to know okay, this is kind of normal and someone is telling them that. And then you have the other people who get to experience the podcast who also get that, okay, this person has this terrible thing that happened to them and maybe I've been there too. So you get not only the conversation between the two people having uh, on the podcast, you get the, the tertiary listeners going, oh, wait, I had that problem also and it is normal and it is okay. And I really, I love things like that that just let people know that, Difficulty happens, but it's okay because other people experience it and we'll be there for you too. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's one of the reasons that I started it. And it's, and you know, one thing that I think is an important truth that is an extension of what you're saying is that um, when we keep our darkness in the dark, when we keep our, it's like we're only as sick as our secrets, you know, when we, when we begin to take those secrets and we share whether it's maybe something that happened to us or something that we're struggling with, it takes the power away because, and then that's what you're saying. Like people hear it and they're like, Oh my God, I like, I would never want anyone to know this. And like, I'm totally like other people struggle with this. Oh my God. Like what, you know what I mean? And then we start making that connection of like, you know, we all kind of struggle with the same crap. I mean, really. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just a matter of us being honest about it so that we can find that healing, you know, and we can talk and we yeah. can, you know, and we can do it. So that's, super powerful and that's definitely you know I'm sure in, a, in as you know with a community like final fantasy obviously there's a lot of amazing people and you know hopefully that can be that will you know help some of them you know 
did you have yourself like some kind of, you know, you're talking about scars and how they almost are a part of our own stories and how they can be visible representations of that in a sense. Did you have a scar that kind of started the whole concept for you or like a favorite story that you've heard on the podcast that inspired you to start it? Well, I wrote it, it's kind of, the podcast kind of was born about, born out of a song that I wrote called Favorite Scar. And that song was kind of, um, Butterfly. and there's a really cool lyric video on YouTube. Um, you can watch it. It's really cool. I really like what I had a company where I worked with in London on They I thought they did a really awesome job. It's really, you know, it's, it was really cool, really very creative what they did. Um, but no, it kind of was born out of that. And it was a little bit, it was, you know, kind of out of a personal experience. And it was, it was kind of something I'd gone through semi recently. I had uh, ended a relationship. I'm actually engaged and in a very happy relationship right now. Um, but I was, it gone through kind of a change, you know, of really letting someone go in my life that had been a big part of my life. And it was very, very hard. And it was very bittersweet because it wasn't all bad, but it was like there was dysfunction. There was things that weren't correct. And um, that definitely fired the song, you know, as far as that goes. But it also, as, as I've healed from that situation, I think the thing that I walk away with is that so many times we just, you know, bad things happen to us and we just look at it as like, it's just terrible and that happened and it's bad, bad, bad. And it's like, yeah, but wait a minute, you know, sometimes these things happen to us and there can be some really good things we learn. And if we, and instead of our first reaction always being like, I hate that, or I hate you, or I hate this whole thing. And, and you might feel that way for real and that's okay. But then what about also going, okay, I don't like the situation I'm in right now, but you know what, what can I here because you know maybe this is here to also teach me something and maybe that's kind of important and maybe that's more important than my discomfort right now and maybe if I just kind of lean in and go all right you know maybe this is like a really good lesson because like because a lot of the things that happen to us you guys I think we can cause some of these things I mean sometimes there's things that totally we don't cause at all but sometimes we have a, some sort of hand in it you know maybe it's a relationship or maybe we open the door or we trusted someone that we kind of knew all along we're like eh, you shouldn't have probably trusted that person or or maybe it's a who knows situation or you know it could be there's so many things but sometimes we have to kind of also own up to our own hand and some of our own trauma you know and, and kind of be honest about that and so I think leaning in and you know kind of doing some soul searching with that is really valuable. And I think that's sort of what that song's about. And that's really what Scar Stories is about. You know, it's kind of, we all have the reason what happened. And like, I did a series on, um, I, I think my favorite episode, you're taking, talking about that. There, my favorite episode, I think, was this woman I had on, um, Dylan, and she was someone who used to be in human trafficking. And she amazing, uh, actually had this amazing religious experience and, you know, I was like a Christian, and so I shared this in common with her, but it wasn't even why I had her on the show, but just to hear her story. I mean, you want to, you want to like cry. You're going to definitely all need Kleenex for this one. If you go watch that, you can see it because um, the podcast is everywhere, but it's such a, her story is so moving of what happened to her. And a lot of it, she was a victim because she was, a, you know, abused as a young girl. And, you, you know, she just explains her journey of like, how did she even get involved in that? And then how she got out. And she barely escaped with her life. I mean, she was like almost murdered by her pimp, you know, and, and it's just, but it's just a story that you're like, it's like a movie. You're just like, oh my mm. goodness, how did this all happen to one person? But it's so inspiring because like, and here she is now, she's married, um, completely, you know, she feels like God has just healed her life and she's got a baby. She had like a three-year-old baby, married, I mean, incredible. 
just incredible, incredible story. You got absolutely amazing. Amazing. And that's the kind of stuff, like if I can find people like that, it's like, man, my life seems like really good right now. When I, <laughs> you hear these stories and you're like, okay, well that didn't happen to me. <laughs> so maybe your life isn't that bad, Susan. You know what I mean? It's like, but it gives you perspective because you realize yeah. there's so, people have been through so much stuff and there's so many people that have been through hard things, you know, and that's, and it also increases your compassion. And so there's this other thing where it's like you were saying, like, um, it, you know, not only does it make us feel like we're not alone with what we're going through, but it also just makes you realize like, geez, maybe I shouldn't be so mean to the person that cut me off because maybe they've just had this horrible day and I should just be compassionate because why not? Mm-hmm. Why not just choose compassion? Do you have That's to be pissed off? I mean, we don't have to, you know what I mean? That becomes our choice. Like what about if we, what if we just show mercy? What if we just, wow, there's an idea or just grace. Okay. Maybe that person didn't say the right thing, but does that mean I have to crucify them verbally? No, I don't have to do that. I can actually go, you know what, dude, I know you're not having a great day and you know what, I'm going to like say a prayer for you and it's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff that I think the podcast can inspire. And I hope it does because I think, again, I think we could use a little bit more of that. I think that's definitely needed, especially in like gaming spaces. You know, we talk yes. a lot. I mean, it's it's so interesting though, right? Like a lot of times people may hear about something like that or they might really love you because they found you through 14. And then they start looking at something like this podcast that you're doing and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't have to do with the game. So I don't know. But it's amazing to me how many lessons we take away from everything, right? Like listening to different experiences, listening to different people, listening to different perspectives, they apply in ways that we don't even realize a lot of times. And so many times, you know, I I see in gaming spaces in particular, um, somebody jumping down somebody's throat or this discussion about, you know, this thing I love and you love this other thing and we cannot we have to hate each other and right. just go right. off about it, right? Or like in games, you know, people losing pace, uh, patience with each other when something's hard or difficult. And while every community, you know, will have different amounts of this, or, you know, like we say, 14's community is wonderful, people do still run into it. And this idea, this perspective, like you're, like you're saying, reaching out, listening to something like Scar Stories, um, picking up this podcast, realizing that a lot of times, like you just said, it, these things we express, are just the surface level of much deeper things and much deeper wounds and struggles. Um, I think it's something we all need. So everybody, please go listen to Scar Stories. Yeah, <laughs> like Rick is saying, uh, there's a reason when people come to 14, they're surprised at how like kind the community is because the norm is unfortunately not kindness. In many other so, games, yes, especially. Yes. I'm sure, you know, I can, I mean, I can just imagine because it's just, you know, I can just imagine. You You forget the other person is a person. Yeah, sometimes. And yet, like, we are all, as as we have found out more than ever now, people, you know, and even just the way, I mean, I think it's, it's so moving to me too, Susan, that you are so open to people contacting you, joining your community, you know, doing stuff like coaching. There are so many people I know that for many reasons and plenty, which are totally justified, right, are much more inaccessible or, you know, put those walls up. But I mean... Yeah, if we all just speak to each other as people, no matter who we are or our experiences, it's amazing what a profound effect that can have. Oh, I've always looked at it too. Like, I don't look at just because I'm a singer and I write music that makes me somehow uh, more valuable or better than other people. I, I just think that's a load of crap. And I think, and I know that we live in a world where we have this, we've created, especially in American culture, 
we've created this thing where it's like celebrity and like they're almost like gods or something and it's just like dude there's just people you know and i have so many friends that work in film and television and music you know and like that are some famous some mid mid-level famous some you know whatever and, and it's like they have problems just like all of us and i think i think there's you know and i think that's one of the wrong with our world is that we've got all these young kids coming up that just everybody wants to be like an in, a social influencer now, or they want to be like a youtuber or just famous for some reason and it's like we're we're shooting at the wrong target you know what we should be shooting at is like look we all have different gifts be whatever you are however god made you like be that like 120 man like be everything that god made you to be because that is what our world needs and maybe it's not a YouTuber. Maybe it's maybe you're like a brilliant surgeon. Maybe you're going to be a writer. Maybe you've got a real gift for teaching and communicating math. Maybe you've got a maybe you're a programmer. Like we need all of it. We can't all be YouTubers. We can't all be. You know what I mean? And there shouldn't be this thing. And the only reason people want that, and that's the thing, people don't want that because they really want that. They want that because they want to feel loved. They want to feel approved. They want to feel special. And so. And that's the problem is that we've got this thing where we like, oh, the, all these people are really special and all these other people aren't. And it's like not like I and that's another thing about scar stories, man. I want to celebrate like the fireman who runs into the building that saves the family or the family because he's like, you know, he's saving somebody. He's putting a new heart in a five year old because they finally got the transplant or something. I mean, those are the people I want to interview on my show. Because they're the real heroes to me. They're the people that we should be going, hey, you know what? You guys are it. You guys are actually, we should be aspiring to be like you, not, do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting to be a YouTuber. <laughs> Before I get the hate mail. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, not saying of, that. All of us here like, there's nothing oh. wrong with it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we all have a different path. And look, I'm trying to do like social, I mean, obviously I'm kind of set up to be a social influencer, whether I like it or not. So, I mean, I, but it's like what you do with it and how you view it, like I, you know, look, I just, I think we need to think, I, I think I want to encourage us to collectively think differently about this. You know what I mean? So that we can yeah. really, because think about it, if we're, if we're creating a society in 10 years from now, don't you want to know that like the right people are surgeons <laughs> and the right people are like, cause you know, we, we need these people. <laughs> what are we going to do if we, if we need to have like, you know, something happens to your heart or something. I mean, you know, we can't all do the same thing. So we have to celebrate things based on really going, look, we are all unique and that is a beautiful thing. And let's, let's get back to that. Let's, let's celebrate that and, and let that be, you know what's cool you know kind of thing mm -hmm. so anyway <laughs> i know i'm kind of soapboxing you guys you get no, me going on this stuff no i <laughs> i completely agree with you i completely agree with you especially in this kind of social media forward facing like we see all this stuff on the surface that's highly curated and put online and i mean many of us work in content creation i'm a full-time content creator myself sure. and it's incredible to see the difference between i think someone who does it for themselves and like for a reason where it's very much about like you were saying that thing that we all need to some degree right like sure. uh, you know i do need to feel valued i do need to feel um but sometimes people skew that so much and they forget that really the bigger question is what are you going to do for everyone else with this platform what are you going to do that makes a difference in any way that is unique to you? What are you going to do for the people beyond you? Because really when it comes down to it, you are a very small part of the equation. <laughs> you know, right. like you may do a lot. You may be a huge, you know, like, you know, a lot of what you do may be an anchor point for other people, but compared to all the other lives that are out there, um, 
we have to just keep in mind that we are one small thing, you know, and that's wonderful. And also is something that, um, you know, I think people lose perspective on. So no, everything sure. you were saying totally resonated. I absolutely feel that. Awesome. Awesome. No, I like what you said too. That's totally true. You know, and if we would look at what's needed, you know, and that's kind of what I'm always saying, you know, it's like, the world doesn't need another artist. We've got lots of great music. <laughs> it's like go buy the Adele record. I mean, you know, you got, there's lots of choices. Like, do we yeah. need another one? I don't know. I mean, but you know what? What I do is different, and it's like that's why if I don't bring something to it, and that's what I always start with with my artists when that I'm coaching is I, I always start with you've got to have a really good why. What's your why? Like, what do you, what are you doing this for? Because if you're just doing it for a paycheck, or but there's a lot easier ways. Let me tell mm -hmm. you, like, because music industry is really hard. And you have to really decide at some point in your career what you're doing this for because you're not always going to be young. You're not always going to look like you look. You're not always going to, you know, there's problems. You might have a problem with your voice or maybe this happens or whatever. You know, it's not it's not easy. You have to have something bigger that your your life is about because that is what will fulfill you. It's not going to be money or, you know, it's like nobody says, I heard this the other day on a podcast I was listening to, no one on their deathbed wants to look at their bank account. You know, what they're, what's, what they're going to be thinking about is, quality of people in their life, you know, the impact, you know, who, who's around you right now, you know, like, great, you have a bunch of money. Yay. You got a lot of views. Yay. Look at how many likes go cool. But how many relations, I'm not trying to, I know I sound like a smart, sure. smart aleck, but I, but I mean, it's great. Look, we all want that because we put stuff out, but I'm just saying that's not like, think about, it. I say this even to myself, you know, it's like check, keeping myself in check. Cause it's like, that's not what matters. What matters is like, am I connecting? Am I making a difference? Am I making other people's lives better by what I'm creating? That's exactly what you're saying. So, you know, the views hey. are are just the, <laughs> the metric of how well you're doing in in getting that out there. Basically, not the end goal. It's just kind of a metric that you can look at and go. This year, I've done. I've I've reached out more, so I'm seeing more. It's not the end goal, right? Absolutely. And for sure. And I'm not like dissing sure, at yeah. all. We all like to get likes and stuff. And I sure. always am like, if I only get like, I'll say something really profound sometimes that I think is profound anyway. And I'll be like, oh, I got like 20 people liked it. <laughs> but then I, I put like a picture up of like, yeah, here I am in Final Fantasy. All of a sudden, 5,000 people, you know, it's just funny because you're like, come on, you guys. Well, it's one of those things where I mean, there's been so many discussions about mental health and these kinds of systems, right? Because it is something like you're saying as a creator, oftentimes algorithms or what is being boosted, which is in and of itself a whole structure beyond our actual Im like impact, influence, quality of influence that we've had. Those things are part of larger systems, online programming, um, you know, different, all those sorts of things where different audiences are seeing visibly because of the way the internet is structured or certain platforms are structured, a numerical reach. But I mean, exactly like you're saying, that does not say it all. Um, and that is very much oftentimes a small fraction of the actual equation. And for a lot of creators or even artists, voice actors, actors, anybody right now that's existing in this kind of world, uh, it's very easy to tie your entire worth or mental health to something like those numbers when really those numbers just don't even have, they don't even encompass the full essence of who you actually are or the reach or impact you're having on the world. It's just a very specific thing in a specific context using right. the types of structures we have mm -hmm. online. Like, yeah. So it's, totally it's, true. So Susan, I was question, we had a question in chat actually talking about, um, to kind of go forward, 
uh, what does like composer training or practice look like for you? So what do you do to stay sharp in your work? Um, you know, we just talked about mental health. Well, I'll add on to that too. You know, how do you set your own routine and take care of yourself and continue working on your art? Good question. I, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm always, I'm always in that process. I think the thing is it doesn't stay the same all the time because what I need changes sometimes. I think that's something I've really learned as I've gotten older is like, you really need to pay attention to what you're needing and not, because so many times we can be like, I'm going to practice 10 times this week. And it's like, it's not really. You're not probably, you know, there's only seven days in a week. So really, how that, how's that going to work? So, I mean, you, you really have to, like, be realistic with yourself. And I think um, what I do, though, from a just to answer it, I, I really try to practice. I try to practice, like, for at least four times a week, I, I put in a really pretty heavy-duty vocal practice. I try to do at least a couple hours a week of like going through songs, working on arrangements. And then I try to like, I actually create songwriting sessions for myself where I'm like, okay, the next two hours I'm going to be, I'm going to write, you know, and you kind of, I treat it and how I encourage my students, I treat it like put it in your schedule. You know, you just put it in your schedule. Okay. From X to X, I'm going to rehearse from blah, 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 blah. I'm going to, and you just don't give yourself the option. You know, a lot of it is not paying attention to your emotions. Cause I think as a, as a, creative person, you can be super like, I don't really feel like it's like, I don't, it doesn't matter how I feel. This is what I'm doing. This is what I committed to. And then I always feel so much better. It's like working out. It's the same thing. And my physical uh, health is a super important thing. Also, I, you know, one thing that's nice about my fiance is that he's actually a professional athlete. So <laughs> I get like, he's, he's got like, you know, he, you know, he's got me on a great routine. So, I mean, he, uh, he's, he's very helpful with that, but I do, I, I exercise, I eat really healthy. Um, you know, I take vitamins. I take, I really try to take good care of myself and to stay because, you know, your body's your instrument. So I think all of that encompasses, you know, to be your best, it's all those things. You can't, when you start neglecting one, you know, drinking lots of water, which you can see I've been drinking here mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, getting your proper sleep. Sleep's a huge thing. I need tons of sleep. I wish I didn't. I do. I've just accepted <laughs> it. So if you need a lot of sleep, don't just quit fighting it. Just grow up, okay? Get go to sleep. <laughs> That's my advice. This is what this is what I talk to myself. Grow up. Just go to bed. I don't care if it's ten o'clock. I want to feel like crap the next day. No, because it's like because I never know what I'm gonna face. You guys, I do a lot right. of session work, and when I get up in the morning, I could have I could open up my email and have like ten things, you know, of like as I have an agent in Los Angeles. I work in I work a lot in LA, even though I'm in the East Coast time zone. I mean, it's just who knows what I'm going to have to do because I do a lot of recording session work for people, whether, you know, all kinds of things. And so I don't know. So I have to sort of be ready all the time, you know, so you have to kind of, that's important. And I think you need to have a day off. And that's for me is usually Sunday and you need to just, you need to have fun. You need to, you know, balance life is really important. So I, and I work, I fight for that because it would be really easy just to become a workaholic because mm. So I think balance is, you know, important. Absolutely. Give you a bunch of information. I liked the uh, yeah. the tip on make yourself practice. Uh, I found a lot in the various creative things that I do. Like I am always at there sitting there going, I don't want to. But as soon as I make myself, as soon as I start, I'm having fun. Right. I just have to remind myself, Into no, it. as soon as you start, as soon as you start, it's going to be fine. You're going to be enjoying it. Just do it. Ugh. 
it's so often. you know there's you have to really ask yourself, do you want to be great at this or not? And that those are the things. I mean, I'm, I know I sound kind of, you know, because I have to, I really am tough with myself sometimes. You know, I'm like, look, you know, it's not, you want to stay. Because vocal stuff, especially, you know, you can really, you can get really sloppy. You can get, you know, you can lose your edge. And it's like, and I don't want to. There's still so much I want to do. And I want to be better next year than I am right now. You know, I want to, you know, I've always want to keep growing. And I think that's kind of my, my attitude, you know, and so if I want to do that, then I, I, you know, you should never be at a point where you're like, yeah, I'm just going to coast on down the river. <laughs> like I'm not, no, you know, I, I want to grow. There's still things vocally I want to work on and get better at. And like, so I just, I think, you know, you just have to choose. Like if you want to have an awesome life and you want to accomplish great things and you got to work for that. No one, you know, it's like, I heard this saying, the saying, you guys are like this, this is a, really great truth. I heard someone say, I listen to podcasts all the time, even mm -hmm. though I also have one, I listen to them. Right. Um, I heard somebody say, you know, if you, instead of getting mad at someone else who, who maybe is farther along and has something you want, be willing, you're going to have to be willing to do what they did to get it. And, you know, when you really talk to people who are truly successful and you find out how much they worked, how much they practiced, how much they, you know what I mean? You start going, oh, you know, it's like <laughs> willing to put that in, then, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to yeah. be willing there's a there's a sacrifice involved to be great at anything and so you have to ask yourself you know what that is i try to help my artists with that and you know one thing okay so i'm gonna also share one other thing that i haven't officially announced yet but another thing that i'm working on right now is i'm actually um, getting my certificate in life coaching because what i'm finding out is a lot of the artists that i work with it's kind of almost it's that's in there too and I have people that maybe want to work with me even as just someone to do for things. And I and actually enjoy helping people. And I used mm -hmm. to do a lot of mentoring and life coaching um, with this church that I am involved with. But, I mean, I wanted to make it, like, official. So I'm getting, like, my certification. So it's like I actually, you know, know what I'm doing, know what I'm yeah. doing, getting the training. <laughs> yeah. But it's something I'm also offering to, the, you know, my community if they should be interested. Because sometimes it can help to talk through things with someone and, to put a life plan together or maybe work through stuff, you know, and yeah, some of our power emotionally to heal from things is really important because it's the thing that's keeping us from really being that person we want, or maybe having that great relationship we want or achieving our dreams or, you know what I mean? So I just like, it's kind of evolved into that, you know, and it's kind of, it kind of thing I'm doing. So I'm kind of excited about that too. So. I love that. You're going to be amazing at that. Oh my gosh. I feel like even just sitting here already right. going, yeah, the life coach energy is real. I sense it. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody listening is getting a free consultation right now. Hey, well, I hope it inspires whoever's hearing, you know, and you guys right. too. You guys are inspiring me too. You've got, you know, I love that you're so like-minded and, you know, and look that, you know, look, we all need somebody as a sounding board sometimes. And sometimes, like I told you, sometimes you're just a, just a couple quick, adjustments are just really, you know, making, you know, and it's, and I think that's where getting another perspective can help. And so many times, sometimes our friends can help with that, but sometimes they're not equipped for that, you know, and sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you, or you feel like you're draining them or you feel like, you know what I mean? Like stuff all the time, or you're just, or maybe you're struggling with something too, and they just don't have the tools to help you, you know, and, and cause it's hard to always know how to, you know, handle stuff. Yeah. And that, you know, Hopefully it'll be something that will, you know, will help. So I know I'm gonna have to have a lot that's handy. Be like life coaching. 
artist coach hat, <laughs> podcaster. Your business card is going to be a mile long. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but same thing. It's all like inspiration for your soul, no matter what mm-hmm. it is, you know? So it's like, it's all sort of that. It's just using different tools to get there, you know? So yeah. hopefully that will streamline everything so it makes sense for people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're in, you guys just, you know, send me a DM or you can send me an email, susan at susancalloway.com. Happy to to set something up, share with you, you know, more about this stuff. So, you know. Very yeah, cool. Thank you so much. That's awesome. awesome. We've been chatting a long time. How long are we supposed to chat for? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we're about, about done. Uh, we've been going for, I think we had, um, we had one Any- more question, two more questions. I think from the chat. I'm ready. Um, This one comes from Tibiant in the chat. Um, Are there any? We talked about it before. We did. Yeah, it's 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 weird because we've you know obviously coming into this we had questions that we wanted to ask, but a lot of the discussion has just been flowing naturally through all of them. Right. Have uh, is there any particular uh, venue that you've ever been uh, overwhelmed by? Um, You know. Uh, the the question specifically mentions Royal Art Hall because it's you know the history of the venue, um, and, and and things like that. Um, has there ever been a time where you just kind of, as an artist or a singer, just kind of zone out and just it just happens, and then you finish a song and you're just like, oh, I did that, and okay, we're done, and right, <laughs> sure. I mean, there's two. I think there's two moments in particular that that's maybe affected me. One was the very first time I performed live with the orchestra because I'd never done that before. And it was so, and I was, and it was all around me and I was standing there on stage and it's like, you know, when you're on stage, it's so powerful because you're in it. You're in, it's a very, you know, if if you're not, if you haven't performed before, it's like, I mean, it's why people, if you wonder why people get in rock bands and they can't quit, it's why, because there's something about being in the music, like where it's all around you. That's so powerful. It's like a drug. It's like, it's, it's incredible incredible experience if you like music you know and the orchestra experience was very much like that and it really touched me in a deep way and I was like this is so incredible and I felt so blessed in that moment and and this is before any of it even blew up you know it was just mm-hmm. but it was just like wow this is just it's so beautiful like I, it was hard to sing because it like choked me up and then the other other time was similarly it's when I was at Royal Albert Hall and I was just realizing like going I was about to go on the stage and I just was thinking like this is just I just felt person in that moment because I'm like, this is such a, I'm so, I felt so much gratitude, you know, for the opportunity, you know, just gratitude that I could get to do this. And, you know, it's just, I'm very, very fortunate for that, you know, and I, and I really, you know, it's because it is, that's like an incredible, like, I mean, look, the Beatles played at Royal Albert, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I stood where the Beatles stood. It was just very like, wow, was it your John or was it where? Where did he stand exactly? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, it was really moving. So, um, the other question we had here uh, comes from Stargazer. Um, you say that you're able to put a Susan spin uh, on the song. Um, did you have any other ideas or uh, exceptions uh, before being able to do that uh, on what the song was going to be like? Um, specifically answers. regarding answers um, and how many different ways did they have you sing the song before they went with the version that we know today? Well, um, 
can you, that's an interesting question. I, no, I think we'll, I'll start backwards. I mean, we didn't, when you cut a vocal for a song like this, it wasn't like I did it like, well, how about this way? How about this way? How about that? Like, it's not like we did it like ghastly 10 different ways because the thing is that song to me really can only be sung the way it's sung. So very quickly in the process, it became really clear how it should sound. I mean, we had a few moments where we were sort of experimenting, like, should it be big there? Should it be small? Um, and that was kind of, you know, there was some discussion about that, you know, and a lot of it for me was just, you know, what I always get back to is just tell the story, you know, whatever the story is of the song, tell the story, you know, and that it's just like, if you're reading a story to someone, like, you know, if you read a story to a child, you're, you're using an animation with your voice and emotion because you're, you're narrating for people of like, Johnny went to, you know, Johnny slammed his head in the door, <laughs> you know, ouch, mom, help me. Like, I'm going to say it like that. I'm sorry. I know it's kind of violent. I just <laughs> top my head here. Um, but you know, like, you know, you're going to narrate that a certain way because Johnny's head's bleeding, you know, and you know, you gotta be like, mom, I get, you know, so <laughs> to me, I know I'm adding humor here. This is a so, whole different you know, we, interpretation of answers that I, I never yeah. expected. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this character of Johnny? Are you allowed to reveal this upcoming character? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, <laughs> the violent answers interpretation. No, but it's 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 telling the story well. And so for this story, because it was, I knew what it was and the scene that was set for me, um, it was pretty clear. It had moments that were more intimate, like that ending part. There was moments that were more like a call to war and there were more, you know, or more, there's more turmoil, especially that second verse, like now open your eyes why the, you know, flight, flight is repeated or whatever. That's more, you know, kind of gut wrenching, you know, or whatever. So it's just kind of moving through that. It was pretty clear. So we didn't experiment to answer, to just be more direct the answer. It, we didn't experiment a ton. There was a bit of discussion, but it was always really ob obvious as we were working on it, what it sort of should be. Um, if that makes sense. Um, so there wasn't like there was a ton of that, but I mean, there were some interpretation and a lot of it, as far as my interpretation was not much, it was the emotional interpretation, but there's also just the stylistic stuff of, I'm always wanting to go a little off the melody, um, which it's funny because I have a little, Arnie and I have a little battle with this sometimes. Like my actually most, the fans don't know this, but my most comedic moment on, at distant world shows is when I kind of, I'll be singing something and I look at Arnie and like, he, he's, he gives me that look like, don't do it. Are you going to do it? Oh, no, she's going to do it. And like, and I'll just do something where it's like a stylized thing. I'll be like, you know, funky or something. Cause mm -hmm. I actually like more funky when I, my music and I'll do, I'll throw a little lick in or something. And it's just always funny. Cause he gets the funniest look on his face. I mean, and he likes how I sing, but he'll just, he doesn't, the problem is he doesn't know what I'm going to do. And mm -hmm. he's trying to direct everybody. So it's kind of like one of those things. I'm like, oh, yeah, watch this. Watch this. You're not going to know. <laughs> Do something here. So that's like, but I, but for recording, we tend to dial that stuff back. So that is where I'm, they do sometimes go, all right, for the recording, though, let's just make it a simple, mm -hmm. you know, not, mm -hmm. don't go too crazy. Save that for the live show, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the, uh, the interplay that happens there. So I think that answered the question. Yeah. You know, Right. Awesome. That was a great question. That was a good it question. Um, I think uh, that's going to about... What was that? you have one more? Or, I'm sorry, was there another oh, one? Oh, did one more pop up in the chat? I have no idea because I can't see it. I I'm Jasmine. Ivory did ask. 
how involved were Uematsu and Soken in the process as you have recorded various, you know, songs for the game? Um, well, Soken wasn't involved in any of the songs that I sang, so I didn't have not worked with him in that context. Um, and I know he's written a ton for 14, but that wasn't like I've worked with him on the fan fest, but those songs were already in, but that was like a different thing. Um, mm -hmm. So he was not involved so much in that section of it. I mean, Nobu definitely was, but again, Nobu was like super to work with, but he didn't have a lot of agenda with stuff. In fact, a lot of it, like if I even had an, an idea for something, he would always go with it. So it was like, he was very uh, twanted, you know, kind of said that already. He really wanted my input. So he wasn't yeah. uh, asked like, is there a part of that I'm missing? The question or did no, that, that was it it was a pretty it was a pretty straightforward uh question so <laughs> all right um we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping this up here uh susan thank you again so much for joining us um oh, if people want to get in touch one more time where can they find you uh what have you been up to you can just uh you can you can email me at susan at susan .com, or you can you know dm me on any of my socials i've got facebook Instagram, I've got, you know, I'm pretty easy to reach on any of those platforms. So just, you know, you can send me a message and the new website's coming. So very excited to see that. Me too. Um, all right. If you want to find me on the internet, uh, you can find me as Raffle Dirk on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, Zanidra, where can they find you? Hello. You can find me on Twitter at Zanidra underscore A. Uh, my Twitch is Strawberry Bop, and my YouTube right now is plus the word, one the number, shot the word, plus one shot. I also have uh, Twitch for that. Charles and I have been doing a and d podcast where we just act like idiots and yeah. kill dragons and stuff. Mm -hmm. All do you know, where can they find you? Literally only on Twitter and right here. I'm very exclusive. You know, I like to <laughs> perfectly manicure my online persona. No, I just, it, it's here and at Aldi you know, on fun. Twitter. I mean, if, if you if you want to renegotiate that exclusivity clause, I think we can, sure. we can talk. We can figure yeah. that out if that's really bugging you. Get, you. get you on OnlyFans, get you on Instagram, whatever you want. We'll make it work. Aldi fans. Aldi fans. <laughs> uh, Rook. Yes, you can find me everywhere. Rookery online, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. Uh, that includes Twitch and YouTube, which is primarily where I do a lot of my personal content creation, obviously here on the podcast as well. And you can find me on another podcast, The Lightbringers. Uh, we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up this year, including oh, yeah. uh, additional things and lore videos and music videos myself. So check those out if you haven't seen them yet. And uh, I create most of my content for MMOs. Uh, but I am a big lover of issues, particularly for the LGBTQIA plus community and mental health discussions um, within that. So we've got a lot of things happening this year, and I can't wait to go through them all and experience them all with you. It'll be a great time. Uh, and of course, if you want to get in contact with us here at the show, you can email us aetheritradio at gamerescape.com. You can tweet us at aetheritradio. Uh, you can also find us as Gamerscape on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord. 
discord.gg slash gamer escape. We have the Aetherite radio channel on there. Come and talk to us about the show. Uh, we will also be closing. It's, it's been a while. Uh, we realized that we still have our spoiler discussion channel open for Endwalker. We will be closing that down uh, on Monday, uh, February 7th. <laughs> Two months, I think, is is a lot of time for people to get through the story uh, of Endwalker. So we're going to be mm. closing that down. So just a heads up for that. Um also, a quick note here, too, before we go out, um, we are working on rescheduling our episode uh, that we had planned with the Final Fantasy XIV cookbook author, Victoria Rosenthal. Uh, we've had some internet issues coming up, so we're working on that. We will be talking to her at some point, uh, so make sure to stay tuned for more info on that. We'll let you know uh, as soon as we're able to get that locked down. Um, again, Susan, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Oh, pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for fun. having me, you guys. I really enjoyed hanging out with all of you. And I want to make make sure you all like tweet at me so I can find you. Okay? Sure. So, absolutely. Thank you. Will do. All right. And that's going to do it for us for this week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Everybody. Bye.